Welcome to the Her God Speaks podcast special Tuesday feature called Hermeneutics Tuesdays. Yes, that's Tuesdays with an H, where we are seeking to become better interpreters of the Bible one 10-minute episode at a time. I'm your host, April Spears. Let's learn stuff together. Welcome back, friends. Last time we talked about metaphor and how we need to be okay taking biblical metaphor metaphorically. Truth can be communicated through various mediums. I can say God is a faithful protector and provider for his people. That is true. I can also say God is a rock of refuge for his people. That's also true. In fact, it's the exact same truth communicated through a word picture. So metaphor is not at odds with truth. They're actually really good friends because there are things about God and the way he works that are so abstract and beyond comprehension that we couldn't possibly understand them without metaphor. This conversation about how a lot of Christians are kind of allergic to anything that isn't a literal reading of scripture highlights something about our modern selves that we need to be very aware of as we seek to interpret the Bible. For us to label something as historically accurate, we expect video camera footage or a highly detailed play-by-play eyewitness description of what happened. And of course, there would need to be a direct correlation with the actual events that would need to absolutely, without question, be presented in chronological order. Any kind of artistic, poetic, or symbolic language or arrangement would likely be discredited as either unnecessary or even misleading. As modern people, we want a photograph, not a painting. We want a police report, not a poem. We would have a hard time calling a painting or a poem true or accurate. It's just art, and you can interpret it however you want. This is because we are post-enlightenment, science-minded people. Here's what I want to hit home in this episode. Sound biblical hermeneutics requires that we understand that the biblical authors didn't think this way. Now, they were just as committed to accuracy and uh, reflecting reality as we are, but not in the video camera footage way that we are, which is why, for example, there are some differences between Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and also why it seems like John is off completely doing his own thing. He's gone totally rogue over there with his gospel. Almost nothing in his um, account of Jesus's life and ministry maps neatly onto the other three accounts. 
And have you ever been reading through the Bible and wondered why so many details are missing? The authors just didn't bother to mention things that we think would be really helpful and important in telling the story. And for modern people like us, this can be really troubling. If one passage seems to contradict another passage, our impulse is to conclude that one or the other must be wrong. Or if details we think are important are not given, we start to doubt the author's credibility. My encouragement is to fight that impulse. Remind yourself over and over again that when you open your Bible, you aren't reading a police report or play-by-play video camera footage. You're reading Holy Scripture, which is a collection of artfully crafted meditation literature. It's like a beautiful painting hanging in a museum that you are supposed to stop and stare at for a really long time and then come back and stare at it some more and then come back and stare at it some more. So let the apparent contradiction or the conundrum or what you perceive as a lack of detail, let that be an invitation to linger in the text, to explore on a deeper level what the author of each passage was seeking to communicate and how his unique presentation of the facts accomplishes that. Learn to respect the artistry, the arrangement, the rhythm and flow of thought, the use of imagery and metaphor, and the way the author hyperlinks his words to other parts of scripture. As best you can, try to think like an ancient reader. Don't be afraid to use a few good commentaries to help you out. And hey, we should be really, really thankful that the Bible isn't an encyclopedia or a police report. We ought to be really, really thankful that the authors of Scripture, led by the Holy Spirit, included only the things that we need for salvation and life and godliness because good gracious if they included everything we would never ever ever get through the bible and i suspect if if this whole thing was like the encyclopedia video camera footage police report it would be so so boring and i've got to tell you the bible is anything but That's it, friends. I will see you next week. Bye.